0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host,
1: Logar the Barbarian. And this is Light, the Lightfinger Thief. Hey Logar, I was uh digging through my basement today and I was uh, in one of the closets and found something something strange.
0: Was it an, was it a was it a room to a hidden room
1: that you didn't know existed? a secret door a secret door i was you know trying to clean up the sump pump and there's a ladder down there and it led down to something else
0: this really happened in 1963
1: apparently from what i'm seeing here yeah that's quite interesting in regards to what this fellow found doing his remodeling so we've stumbled upon
0: this article that's been floating around the internet i'm not sure when this came out but this happened in 1963 whereas it's in turkey and now I, I I'm really scared to try to pronounce some of this because it's not my uh, norm. <laughs> I'm gonna butcher things. Cappacodia, Turkey is where it happened. In cap C A P P A D O C I A, Cappadocia. Cappadocia, maybe. And there's a city called Derinkuyu. D E R I N K U Y U, an underground city that they found that was. I think they said something like from the 500 uh, AD or something like that.
1: Yeah, it looked like it was uh, pretty pretty old. It was like in the uh, 15th, oh, 15th and 12th 15th century B- BCE. So.
0: Oh, wow, that's even older than I thought. I mean, it's, yeah, BCE, wow. Carved out of the soft volcanic rock during KU, I hope I'm not butchering that too bad, was designed to stay here uh, hidden from view. Yeah, fully, fully underground. So there's several entrances to the underground city. They were all obscured with a variety of indigenous objects. So the complex is a network of ventilation shafts that brought oxygen to the subterranean city. Massive stone doors were found that closed from the inside. And it's obvious the city was built to keep people out. Yep. And there's, it goes on, it shows in the article, and we'll, we'll put a link to the article itself in the, in the show notes if you wanna come check out this article that I'm browsing through. But there's some cool pictures that we actually posted on the Wobblies and Wizards Facebook page from somebody else who had posted them online. You can take a look at what this underground city looks like. They also have some artist rendering kind of a a cutout of the side where you can see the layers of the little rooms and stairs and how they interconnect from top to bottom. Yeah, it
1: looks like it goes pretty deep, like multiple levels.
0: It's um, I'm really wondering if there's a full map somewhere of the city that you could download and just say, Hey, this is going to be our dungeon for the adventure.
1: <laughs> well, it looks good. It's a fully fleshed out living city where you go, you can have livestock, you can have homes, you can have all kinds of, you know, full living facilities there. It's fully functional, you know, churches, schools look like there's even a graveyard in there as well too. So it could be a pretty interesting area to explore yeah so if if i'm sitting here i find
0: some great inspiration from real life in game and if i'm sitting here wanting to use this city there's a couple ways you could approach it it could be the ruins of the city you could be the old man who finds it in the basement and goes down and see what's remaining i almost think it would be more interesting to go down into the city while it's still populated well do you go down while it's on the on its at its pinnacle when it's at most its populated or do you right. go down when it's kind of on a downfall when things are, are when there's more ancient ruins in there and a few people sparsely living in different places i guess you can kind of see where like the idea of dungeon design behind an idea like who comes in and takes over after these people leave or is it abandoned how that can come into play and playing around with this and running in this as a dungeon as well <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, since it's made out of volcanic rock, I mean it's pretty permanent. You know, it's not going to collapse. So certainly, other people could come and move in. So it's always curious with the history in regards to how many cycles of uh, civilizations have gone through this. It was with only one major one, and then what happened to them? Did they get invaded? Did they run out of resources, or you know, what drove them?
0: I think looking at this from what I can, what I'm seeing, it seems like there was only one civilization that went down there. It was hidden, so nobody really came along to it. But in our fantasy worlds where we're constantly dungeon delving, finding something like this would be, I feel it would be something that people would be going into a lot, or at least your brigands would go down there to live. (laughs) Well, for sure. Or to hide hide your treasure stash or something else, right? How many treasure stashes were hidden down there if people knew the secret entrances during their adventuring? I don't think we have a historical precedent for, like, the adventuring party exploring dungeons in history that I can think of where there's a huge fad of this going on, like happens in D&D right. worlds and games where you run into fellow adventuring parties. I mean, for starters, how many fighters and thieves are going to team up with wizards and priests, considering wizards don't even exist. So...
1: <laughs> No, that's true, and it's always interesting, because, you know, in our normal game, we always enter, I'm going to make it up, you know, the Keep on the Borderlands, and everyone's played that. Well, you know, we've never encountered any other party. Yeah. <laughs> we've been exploring in there, because we're all in our own little universe, but obviously in the real world, you have multiple people, multiple parties. And I know we've had
0: games, where we've been dungeon-delving, where we have run to other parties. That's one way that we picked up. And other player characters when they died off in dungeons. Oh, there was another party exploring, and he was right
1: part that party. <laughs> but it was interesting, it looks like there's what over a hundred secret entrances. It was 18 levels deep. There was an underground river to provide fresh drinking water. I mean, this is fully built out. Yeah, you've got water going into
0: it. That's pretty helpful, especially when your characters are down there looking for resources. Question my question is they had food in there, it seems. Yeah. Somehow, but that's gonna have to have like a civilization to keep that going. So, depending on when you set your dungeon crawl and the lifespan of this, we'll call it this dungeon, this underground city, it very much is a real life mega dungeon.
1: It is. It is, and uh, it's always curious to see who's inhabiting it. Is it you know humans, demi humans, other creatures? Yeah. Um.
0: Well, obviously, in reality, this was humans, but. What do we think if we really had like kobolds and and things like that sneaking around in reality in
1: orcs you know be a wonderful place to take up residence No for sure you know this reminds me a little bit of you know middle earth lord of the rings with golem and being underground and such I'm wondering were the Hittites the suburbanite builders
0: the subterranean builders there The Hittites subterranean- inhabited the area that is now yeah. Turkey back to 1600 BCE I was reading in one of the articles that I came across that they were essentially hiding from uh, another force around the area, trying to hide their existence and and live underground. So, not even just that. So, I'm going to, if let's say I want to take this and make an adventure out of this, I want to take that element of history. So, why is it that these people live underground as opposed to above ground? They were human. So we're going to just say there's a human colony that dug down into the earth. And there's some sort of force that's considered hostile that they're wanting to hide from, I'm assuming. So, therefore, if we're running this as a game, I'm going to create both the civilization that built this and lived underground, and I'm going to create the oppressing force up top that's coming after them or the people who are raiding or whatever. They could be raiders, it could be a large kingdom that wants them under their thumb whatever dangers that are existing that's where i think i'd start building up this as a as a place and you could run it easily as sort of like you had said uh keep on the borderlands where this town's here and you're you're going back and forth from a small town oh there's a whole
1: civilization right. hidden over here
0: underground
1: <laughs> who knew because it could be very interesting because you know maybe the civilization is much more advanced than the people that are above ground right maybe they have all kinds of uh, newer technology and better resources because they may be able to mine underground but maybe they just give a very you know basic peasant type of appearance above ground, so they don't be bothered. Because you know, certainly I hate being bothered. I like being <laughs> <left> alone.
0: <laughs> the more technologically advanced, when you go into the caves, the caves and taverns, and the dungeon delving, and the halls of Ardenval, there are there are a lot of sci fi elements in there, and more high tech sort of um, what's the word cultures and stuff that are hidden down in there. So you do run into a more uh, science fiction technology science fiction, at yeah. times when you run in this and we talk on more advanced how much more advanced are they down there are they sci-fi do they oh, got iPads far? yeah do they have <laughs> iPads
1: do they have lasers
0: or are they just moving on to like something new and run like revolutionary such as gunpowder or something down there how how far
1: ahead of the curve well you know you see with this one this was what 15, 12 to 15 BCE you know so they're pretty far advanced in having a full living living city underground when you think about some of the European cities I mean they were still living in living in like mud huts probably
0: (laughs) yeah and my question is how how much of the underground tavern is made of lava was it dug out yeah it looked like it was dug up because it was soft yeah how much was was natural and how how did they how much of the rest did they have to like create themselves and how would they
1: dig through this
0: that like what, what kind of tools? I'm curious. I I want I want to look this up and see how you would accomplish that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not easy because if you look at some of the other th- doors they had, it was like a one ton stone door that they could roll out to keep out intruders. How I'm do like, you how, move a ton? How, how do you move a one ton stone? Yeah, exactly. I do all the time
0: during the day when I'm working, but I got a pallet jack. <laughs> that oh makes... yeah, that's different. You know
1: when you have a pallet jack.
0: <laughs> when you or... got a pallet jack, <laughs> it's pretty easy to move a ton. Yeah. Just a little
1: shove off the truck. It's like, oh, right, there we go. <laughs> it's a little bit different when you get the forklifts and stuff of the world. But, uh, you yeah. know, point being again, you know, what tools, like you said, what tools did they have? What other engineering and science did they have? Because they certainly were pretty advanced to be able to do something like this. And, uh, you know, if you talk with the ancient astronauts, they're like, oh, it was aliens. It's like, no, it's not aliens. These people knew what they were doing. <laughs> well, h-
0: how does a one ton door work if it's a stone door? is there a hinge or is this like the the slide away from Jesus's tomb type thing where you're just rolling a big rock?
1: So the one that I'm I'm looking at the the picture is the uh, pocket door that slides, that the stone slides out.
0: Where's that? Which picture? I don't even see that. I didn't even Um, see that This was in
1: the the historydaily.org. If you scroll about halfway down the article, there's like a big thing that that looks like a donut with a hole in the middle. Oh,
0: I didn't realize that was the
1: door. Well, that's the... That's the the door to block people out. That's not the you know the normal yes. in and out, but that's that's the emergency. Holy crap! We're being invaded. You know, block them out door.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it looks like a big circle, almost yep. like a wheel. So roll the door where it's got to go, and then there's a big hole in the center. I'm wondering if some kind of log or or something, right. some kind of fulcrum or something was used in that center place to move it. You got to move that ton.
1: I'm sure it was, because if you think about it, how would you move it down? Well, if it has a center hole, you can put like a pirate's wheel so in, the, in the middle of it and spin it. <laughs> what I would do is just present
0: this this, this layout. You got this big circle wheel thing right there by the door. It's a ton. The bad guys are coming. How are you going to block the door with that from here? <laughs> and then I will just go with what the players come up with and see how creative they get. And maybe they'll answer my question for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it means to be able to move a 1-ton stone even if you have five players at like 18 strength, you are going to need some you're going to need some um wedges and fulcrums to get that thing moving. Cappadocia.
0: Is that how it's pronounced?
1: Um, the Turkish city of
0: Cappadocia was was doing a renovation project when he tore it out. So yeah, I uh, the the dungeon, the city, the hidden underdark in Turkey in Cappadocia Uh, and I will put links to that in today's notes, but we're coming about up on time. So uh, what what we'll do, you know, next
1: time is we'll we'll ask our friend, Jason. uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. He knows about that.
1: He knows about he's a linguist and he knows about this type of uh, stuff. So we'll, we'll ask him and maybe we'll try to bring him on the show next time.
0: Try to Talk him into coming out. We'll get him. He's on a different time zone. So we may have to hit him up early in the morning or late at night and schedule a a podcast. He plays in some of our games. So uh, via the internet, yeah we'll have him on and see if he can if he can give us any enlightenment on some of this yes that's all we have time for today if you've enjoyed this episode give us a positive review wherever you're listening give us some shares on social media tell your friends and family who are into games about us you can find us on facebook just search Wobblies and wizards wildeysandwizards.com is our blog and you can find me on twitter at logar Harold crom and keep those dice rolling.
1: Yep and don't lose your dice by throwing them into the secret door that's behind your closet